Hello and welcome to episode 50 of the Be The Picture podcast. I'm your host, Peter Milogunde. Today on the show, I'll be providing updates to three cybercrime incidents in the states of Florida, Ohio, and New York in the United States. Thank you for your time. Let's get to it. So for the first cybercrime incident, I will be talking about the case of a Florida woman who was convicted of damaging a former employer's computers after she was fired. So on Monday, August 16th, the United States Attorney for the Southern District of New York, Audrey Strauss, announced that a jury returned a guilty verdict against 41-year-old Medin Caloni of Tampa, Florida, on one count of intentionally causing damage to a protected computer and one count of accessing a protected computer and recklessly causing damage. So both counts relate to um, Caloni's deletion of tens of thousands of human resources records of her former employer. Um, in this, in this case, the employer's name is withheld, and the employer is referred to as Employer One. And the U.S. District Judge Gregory Woods presided over the six-day trial. So back in January of 2019, Colonia was hired by Employer One, who is a Manhattan-based online accounting firm, to serve as the head of human resources in their Saint Petersburg, Florida office. So the office is um, based in Manhattan, in New York, in New York City. But she was hired to to be the head of HR in the Florida office located in St. Petersburg, which is in the Tampa Bay area. So on Friday, June 28, 2019, roughly six months after she was hired, Colonia was fired because, because of poor performance, insubordination, and for failing to meet the minimum requirements of her job, after, among other accusations, she improperly downgraded a colleague's access to a computer system following an argument with that colleague. So while she was being fired over the phone, shortly before she was escorted from the building, Caloni was observed by two employees of Employer One repeatedly hitting the delete key on her desktop computer. Several hours later, after she had been escorted off the premises of a workplace, Kalonhe logged into an outside computer system known as System 1 that is used by Employer 1 to receive and manage applications for employment with the company, which the company had invested two years and over $300,000 to build. During the following two days, Kalonhe rampaged through System 1, deleting over 17,000 job applications and resumes and leaving messages with profanity inside the system. So ultimately, Colonia completely destroyed all of Employer One's data in System One, and Employer One subsequently had to pay over one hundred thousand dollars to investigate and respond to that incident and to rebuild System One. To this day, Employer One has not been able to fully recover all the data that Colonia deleted. So the one count charge of intentionally causing damage to a protected computer carries a maximum prison term of ten years. And the other one count charge of accessing a protected computer and then recklessly causing damage to that protected computer carries a maximum prison term of five years. So in total, she's facing up to 15 years in prison because of her actions from back in 2019. Um, she will be sentenced on Thursday, December 2nd, 2021. So in about four months from now, or three months from now, that's when her sentencing is due. But for the two charges against her, she faces up to 15 years in prison. Um, court records show that she was previously convicted of forgery in Florida back in 2008, and she was arrested in 2002 for writing a bad check. 
The case is being handled by the Office of the U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York's Complex Frauds and Cybercrime Unit. Assistant U.S. Attorneys um, Timothy Capozzi and Luis Pellegrino are in charge of the prosecution. So the second cybercrime incident I have um, is is happening or happened in Ohio, where a, a Ohio resident pleaded guilty to operating dark web-based Bitcoin mixer that laundered over $300 million. So on Wednesday, August 18, um, this past week, an Ohio man pleaded guilty to a money laundering conspiracy arising from his operation of Helix, which is a dark web-based cryptocurrency laundering service. According to his statement of offense, um, Harmon, that's his name, Larry Dean Harmon, of Akron, Ohio, maintained a residence in Belize at all relevant times of the case. So according to court documents, 38-year-old Larry Dean Harmon of Akron, Ohio, admitted that he operated Helix from 2014 to 2017. So Helix functioned as a Bitcoin mixer, also known as a Tumblr. So basically um, a, a site that allows criminals like him to launder cryptocurrency um, the, the, by, by sending Bitcoin to designated recipients in a manner that was designed to conceal the source or owner of the Bitcoin for a fee. So Helix was linked to and associated with Grams, again, another dark web search engine that was also run by Harmon. He advertised Helix to customers on the dark web to conceal cryptocurrency transactions from law enforcement agencies and officers. Harmon admitted that Helix partnered with several dark web marketplaces, including Alpha Bay, Evolution, Cloud9, and others, to provide Bitcoin and other cryptocurrency laundry services for its customers. In total, Helix moved over 350,000 Bitcoins, valued at over $300 million at the time of those transactions, on behalf of its customers, with the largest volume coming from dark web marketplaces like I mentioned before, Alpha Bay, Evolution, Cloud9, and others. Harmon further admitted that he conspired with dark web vendors and marketplace administrators to launder the bitcoins generated through illegal drug trafficking offenses on those dark web marketplaces. As part of his guilty plea, um, Amon is also agreed to forfeit more than 4,400 bitcoins that are valued at more than $200 million at today's prices, and as well as other seized properties that were involved in the money laundering conspiracy. He will be sentenced at a date to be determined, and he faces a maximum penalty of 20 years in prison, a fine of $500,000, or twice the value of the properties involved in the transaction, a term of supervised release of not more than three years, as well as mandatory restitution. Chief Judge Barry Howell of the U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia accepted Hammond's guilty plea and will determine any sentence after considering the U.S. sentencing guidelines and other statutory factors. The IRS Criminal Investigation Cybercrimes Unit and the FBI's Washington Field Office investigated this particular case with valuable assistance provided by the Criminal Division's Office of International Affairs, the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Northern District of Ohio, the IRS's Washington, Cincinnati, and Oakland Field Offices, the FBI's Criminal Investigative Division, and the Cleveland, Newark, and San Francisco Field Offices of the FBI, as well as the um, U.S. Department of State's Diplomatic Security Service. 
the Belize Ministry of the um, Attorney General and the Belize National Police Department provided essential support for the investigation, which was coordinated through the U.S. Embassy in Belmopan, Belize. The investigation was coordinated with the Financial Crimes Enforcement Net Network, also known as FSEN, which assessed a $60 million civil monetary penalty against Harmon in a parallel action. And trial attorneys S. Ryan Harper and C. Alden Pelker of the Criminal Division's Computer, Crime, and Intellectual Property Section, CCIPS, and Assistant U.S. Attorney Christopher Brown of the U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Columbia prosecuted the case. Additional assistance was provided by trial attorneys Emily Seidel and Brian Nicholson of the Criminal Division's Office of International Affairs, former CCIPS trial attorney W. Joss Nichols, and Assistant U.S. Attorney Daniel Riedel of the Northern District of Ohio. So the, for the final cyber um, crime incident I have, it's about a New York man that was sent to prison for hacking and stealing nude photos from college students. So back in episode 11, I presented the case of two young men in upstate New York who stole and traded nude pictures of dozens of female university students over a three-year period. So on Monday, February 8, 2021, 25-year-old Nicholas Faber pleaded guilty to one count of computer intrusion causing damage and also one count of aggravated identity theft both related to his hacking of online social media accounts and the theft of nude images of dozens of female victims. The announcement was made by um, Assistant Attorney General Kenneth Polite Jr. of the Department of Justice's Criminal Division, Acting U.S. Attorney Antonia Bacon, um, Janet D. Giuseppe, who is a special agent in charge of the Albany Field Office of the FBI, as well as the State University of New York Plattsburgh Police Chief Patrick Rasco. So on Thursday, August 19, um, just this past week, Nicholas Faber was sentenced to serve 36 months in prison for both charges against him in connection with his hacking of online social media accounts and the theft of nude images of dozens of female victims. As part of his guilty plea back in February of this year, Faber admitted that from about 2017 to 2019, he worked with co-conspirator Michael Fish to access the school email account of dozens of female college students. Those email accounts were accessed after both Faber and Fish correctly guessed the answers to password reset questions. They then used the information from the email accounts to access the victim's social media accounts and steal intimate photos and videos that they later traded online with other people. They attempted to cover their tracks by using virtual private networks, VPNs, but they were quickly tracked down during an investigation that was initiated after one of the victims noticed suspicious activity on her account. Fish is also said to have created and sold collages of his victims' personal photos, including sexually explicit images and formal graduation photos. In online conversations with one another, Faber and Fish described the stolen images they obtained as wins. As a result of their crimes, the university had to allocate significant amounts of money and staff to identifying compromised accounts, reviewing computer, computer and server access logs, resetting passwords, and notifying students and parents. So Faber obtained his undergraduate degree from the State University of New York, Plattsburgh, in 2017. He was later charged with obstruction of justice after allegedly submitting six fraudulent letters to a judge, which attested to his good character. The U.S. District Judge May D'Agostino also imposed a three-year term of supervised release, which would start after 
Faber is released from prison and ordered him to pay $35,430 in restitution to the State University of New York, Plattsburgh, and a $200 special assessment. On May 19, 2020, last year, Michael Fish pleaded guilty to computer hacking, aggravated identity theft, and child pornography offenses, and is scheduled to be sentenced on November 3, 2021. If found guilty, Michael Fish faces up to 32 years in prison. So this case was investigated by the FBI with substantial assistance from the State University of New York Plattsburgh Police Department. Deputy Chief Michael Stowers from the Department of Justice Criminal Division's Computer Crime and Intellectual Property Section, CCIPS, as well as Assistant U.S. Attorneys Joshua Rosenthal and Wayne Myers, prosecuted the case. So this case has highlighted the importance of using unique and strong passwords for email and social media accounts, as well as using two-factor authentication where possible. So that's all I have for this episode of The Beat Picture. The production, editing, fact-checking, audio engineering, and graphic design were done by yours truly, Bidem Yologunde. Please join me again on the next episode as I continue with a deep dive on cybersecurity topics, news, events, and incidents, and the lessons we can all learn from them for robust cyber threat intelligence and awareness in our daily lives. Make sure you follow, download, or subscribe to The Beat Picture Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, or wherever you get your podcast from. And please share the show with anyone that you think might benefit from it. For questions, comments, or any suggestions, please email me at bdemi at thebeatpicture.com. You can also get in touch with me on Twitter at beatpicture, as well as on the Clubhouse app at BID. Please remember to leave a review for the podcast if your platform allows you to do so. Thank you for your time. See you on the next episode. Bye for now.